This episode of the Suns Report podcast is on the bright side of the Sun Network. My name is John. I'm the host of the Suns Report. I'm joined by... Matthew Lissy. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining me. As always, my good friend, we're recording yeah, this on a, uh, on a Sunday, and we'll be releasing this one on Tuesday. So if anything happens between Sunday and Tuesday, uh, be shocked because nothing's happening anywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is our Ask Us Anything 4.0 podcast. This is a fun one because we reach out to our listeners via Facebook or via Twitter at The Suns Report, and we just ask you to ask us anything. What our favorite color is, where we like to go on vacation, mm-hmm. or anything Suns related, obviously. And you guys never fail to disappoint by providing us some fantastic questions. You can also email us, thesunsreport at gmail.com, if you'd like to ask us anything. And without further ado, I think that we should pop into some of these questions, because these are really good questions. Yeah, they're great. So thank you, me, everybody. Yes, thank you, thank you. So pop open a beer if you're with me, and let's ask us anything. So the first question isn't really a question. It's uh, more of a statement that I saw on Bleacher Report. And that was Brian Windhorst reported that the NBA is angling to create a deal with the Players Union that enables it to cancel the season. This would suck, wouldn't it? Yeah, it definitely would. It's finally it's it's finally hitting me. Is it finally hitting you? I mean, I know like this whole season has been gone, but yeah. you just always think it's, it's going to come back. It's kind of like you break up the girlfriend. You're like, oh, she'll come back. Oh, she found someone else. Oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, so now it's, hitting me. Feels it's like. hitting me. It's hitting me right in the gut, man. Do you feel like this is the right move? Um, I mean, I don't know the right move. I mean, I feel like we should be in a month playing basketball again, but that's just me. But it's they see it differently. So I don't know. I mean, uh, what, do you, what, what other move are we going to make? Well, I think we've talked about it before where they maybe move next season back to start in January and just reset the NBA calendar. Yeah, that's that what I thought was going to happen too. I but feel like that's still the best move. Like, don't cancel yeah. the season, man, please. No, they can still they can still make do with the season and just start later. And I really thought that was the whole reason this whole thing started was to do that, but obviously it's not. Yeah, it's kind of it's depressing because it when you see reports like that, like there is kind of a finality to everything that's going on. It's just saying, you know what? This isn't happening. It's the same with baseball. I mean, yeah. a lot of people think baseball will not happen this year. No. Which and is I just, crazy. Yeah, I just we just were talking about how they might use Arizona in the spring training facilities uh-huh. to play the season with no fans. That might happen, but it's still 110 degrees out, so I would feel bad for the players to do that. Oh, I know. And I can honestly, I can do without baseball out of the three sports. Yes, me too. So football, I feel like it's going to be in full swing by September. That's what Donald Trump and they had, like, I guess he had a meeting with, like, everybody, all the commissioners from all the leagues yeah. last uh, yesterday or something. So football is supposed to be back, but basketball, I think they should just come back in August, do the playoff thing, and then... Start in January, but it's not going to happen. It sucks. Yeah. So again, that's Brian Windhorst said that. But honestly, Windhorst, I. Yeah. I this know. is the thing with this dude. Okay, I've been listening to him my whole life. Everything he says never comes true. No, you're right. He is always wrong. Well, the only reason Windhorst always wrong. Okay. He is. Well, but what's the only reason Brian Windhorst is even on the scene? 
Because LeBron? Because LeBron. Because I, he I was know. like a local guy in Akron who covered LeBron before anybody knew who LeBron was. So as LeBron got good, Windhorse got good. I mean, good for him, man. He's doing what he loves to do. Yeah. Um, but all I'm saying is I've watched him so many times listen to him. He's on every podcast I listen to. He is never right about <laughs> anything he says. Well, let's So hope, that made me feel better. Let's hope he's wrong. So I here. forgot about that part. <laughs> All right, so our first question that comes from one of our listeners. This is from, God, I'm going to fuck this up, as I always do. Uh Uh-oh. Shilpad Hopati. Yep, that's it. All right, nailed it. How do you think Gallinari would fit with the Suns next season? We talk about this guy a lot. We have. But let's talk about it again. I miss talking about basketball. I was just going to say, I got more information I want to talk about. Ooh, go on, go on. But, like, he's turning 32 this summer. Okay. Okay, so I'm not, it's not that big of a deal, I feel like, because he hasn't played a full season. So, I mean, he played the most in one season with 71 games, I believe. Okay. In that year, he tore his ACL, was out the next season. So, he's really not even past 60 games per season. So, Uh not a whole lot of mileage. Gotcha. This guy, I feel like, is a great shooter, a very, very great playmaker for his size, and could be a great four. I've always wanted the Suns to trade for him, and I want him to be on the team. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so I would be very happy if they traded for him. And of course it would be someone like Oubre. Here we go again. That would be, <laughs> but the Suns wouldn't have to trade. He's a free agent. So we would sign him. But, um, I mean, just on the roster, it's like, who's he going to replace in the starting lineup? And of course it would be Mikel Bridges. Uh-huh. Here we go again with this. Uh-huh. Um, it wouldn't be a Suns report podcast if we don't mention trading Kelly Oubre somehow. And then, <laughs> and then putting Mikel like on the bench, yeah. you know, it's always the same thing. Well, I mean, I think Gallinari would be an ideal fit for this team. You know, he's a scorer. He averaged 19.2 points per game this season and 41% from downtown. And he is a free agent this offseason. But I was reading his thoughts on his upcoming free agency, and I read this on Clutch Points. He said, next summer, when I will become a free agent, I will privilege a team that can fight for the NBA Finals. I won't chase money, but the chance to play for a title. NBA taught me to be a more selfish player on the court, but I have not really succeeded yet. So I think that he's a great fit for the team. But to your point, it would stunt the growth of probably Mikel Bridges. And he might be out of our price range. But it doesn't sound like Phoenix is on his list of places to play anyways. So I think that to answer this question, yeah, he'd be a great fit on the Suns. But... He's not coming to the Suns. Yeah, no, and that brings it up too. We always talk about the starting five. It's like, I feel like this is something here. And they just got to build off of it. They've proven to be a little bit successful with what they got. So shoring up the bench is something that I want them to do in the offseason. That's about it. So if we yes. get, if we get, I don't really want them to go after another big name because I feel like we have what we need for our team to be successful. But then again, I feel like he would help our team win. And I love those comments he made because it just shows how he doesn't want to be selfish. Uh-huh. A lot of players go through that and they never admit it till it's finally over for them. So that's kind of good. But also chasing the championship, Suns will not be there next year. So I think he's going to probably be like a maverick. Okay, I can see. I, yeah, Hooray. I can see him with them. Yeah, Ray. <laughs> we talked about on our last podcast the 0405 Suns. We were talking about which would you rather have, the 0405 Suns or the 0607 Suns. Now, granted, the 0405 Suns were a winning team. They made it to the Western Conference Finals, whereas the 2019-2020 Phoenix Suns are a 40% you know, win percentage team. But I think the same concept applies for both. Give this team another year growth and keep them together from a starting five standpoint and I feel like good things will happen. No, they're not winning. They didn't win a ton of games this year. But they're a young team who was learning how to win at the back end of the season. And I feel like if we keep that starting five together, the Bobro lineup, for another year, 
try it out instead of trying to always shuffle the pieces you look at a lot of the teams that do very well and are successful you look at like golden state they're keeping the same guys they're they're learning to play with each other yeah basketball is such a game of rhythm and timing and knowing where you're uh, your fellow teammates going to be on the court at all times. I mean, it's just it's so much more of fluid of the game if you're playing that way versus always changing it up, always changing yeah. it up. So, but again, I think Gallinari would be a nice addition to the team, but at what cost? I think that it's uh, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I think a new good looking arena is going to help this team. Yes, a lot. I really do. I really think that's going to be a big psychologically, deal. absolutely. Oh hell yeah, dude! You know, training facility, all of that. Well, think about psychological things like that and how it affects sports. Look at Oregon, for example. Oregon was a dog shit Pac-10 team. And then Nike came in and redid everything. Their facilities, their field, their uniforms. And all of a sudden, they started playing better. More recruits obviously wanted to go there because it looked cooler. But when you're out there and, you're, and you, you feel that you're playing in a place and, you're, and that is above par, that is flashy, that is cool, you play better. It's a swag that comes with it. And I think, to your point, yes. with the new arena, with the new workout facilities, the Suns are going to have a little bit of that swag going into next season. Yeah, they season. definitely are. Who said it? It was Deion Sanders. You look good. You feel good. What's the last part? You play good? You play good. I'm guessing. I don't know. No, that's what it was. Oh, nice. All right, so our next question comes from Arian Nike. Don't know if I got that right. How would a Jeremy Grant or a Danilo Gallinari fit on the team next season? Apparently, all of our questions this year, or this uh, <laughs> this podcast... Are people asking about Gallinari being on the Suns? Yeah. So we already took a look at Gallinari, and I gave you my thoughts on that. So let's take a look at Jeremy Grant. Yeah. He's a great role player for the Denver Nuggets. He averages 11.6 points per game and 3.5 rebounds per game, 40% from deep on 3.4 attempts per game. And next season, he has a player option with the Nuggets for $9.3 million. Uh, there's a lot. That, that's a lot of money for a guy who's starting a third of his games in Denver. So he's primarily coming off the bench. If the Suns bring him in, it would be to start. He's athletic. He's defensive-minded. He's 26 years old. Is he what Mikel Bridges could become? Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> Actually, this guy, um, this would be perfect. I think $10 million, I know, maybe seems like a lot. But if you get consistency from the bench and he can be a six-man, which he could be because yes. – I mean, he started he, when he started this last year. He scored twelve points a game. Coming off the bench, ten points a game. Yeah, ten points a game is going to be great for the Suns. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting forty percent from three. Doesn't shoot a lot of them, probably because he doesn't get as many minutes. But shooting forty percent from three, we need three point. Uh-huh. We need the hustle. Uh-huh. And we got someone that's making ten million. I don't think that's a big deal because we're going to get rid of a lot of people off the bench already. I feel like going into next year. If we can get a solid guy like that, I would love it. I would. And I feel like he looks like a guy that's gonna the Suns are going to get. It's like one of those weird things where if he wasn't mentioned in this podcast, yeah, I feel like we would see, oh, Suns are signing Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I just feel like we would see him joining the Suns. I could see it happening. I think that one of the problems, though, is he has a player option for $9.3 million. So the only way he's going to go somewhere else is if he's unhappy in Denver or if he's going to make more money. So I think that $9.3 million, is a starting point. He's probably going to get paid somewhere between 15 and 16 million. That's my guess. No, no, you're right. So again, if you have a guy who's coming off the bench for 15, 16 million, he's really got to be producing for you. Not like the $19 million that Tyler Johnson was wasting away on the bench when he was a part of the Suns. You're you're totally right. And I think if you have, of course, the injuries like we're going to have, he can fill the role of a power forward or small forward. So that'd be great. No. Yeah. I absolutely love Jeremy Grant. I think he'd be a great addition to the Suns. 
again, it's a matter of us being sexy and appealing in free agency to somebody like this. It's not a trade. You're not bringing someone here against their will. Yeah. It's, uh, it's somebody who's volunteering to come join an organization that hopefully people feel have yeah. a, a path towards success. Well, come to the arena and check out the 20 bars we're going to have yes. as soon as you walk in. Yes, and no bartenders working because it's social distancing. All right, our next question. This is actually a really fun one. Okay? This one's cool. So this is one of those. You have $15 to build an all-star Suns team. Okay? So the $5 players that you can choose from are Nash, Thunder Dan, Connie Hawkins, Charles Barkley, and DeAndre Ayton. $4 players are KJ, Devin Booker, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, and Alvin Adams. The $3 players are Jason Kidd, Walter Davis, Joe Johnson, Tom Chambers, and Shaq. The $2 players are Goran Dragic, Leandro Barbosa, Kelly Oubre Jr., Larry Nance, and Channing Frye. And the $1 players are Ricky Rubio, Jason Richardson, Grant Hill, Boris Diaw, and Tyson Chandler. So with all those players, you have $15. What is your son's starting lineup? So the person that posted this, I really like the actual, his starting lineup, which is Nash for five, Booker, Grant, Diaw, which are both $1, and then Amari for center. I like that one yeah, a little that's, bit. Yeah, I, that is probably one of the best ones. But the one I went with for mine um, was because I feel like Rubio was under, undervalued on this one with $1. So I put him at my point guard position. Okay, okay. Then I got Booker for $4, and I got Grant Hill for one, playing small forward. Then I got Stoudemire for four, and then Barkley for five. And I feel like that was kind of the most. But then I also have one more, too, if you don't mind. Go for it. Um, so I had Nash at starting point guard. Five bucks, Booker for four bucks, Stoudemire for four, and then I got Grant and Diaw too. So between those two, I liked. But honestly, the one that was presented Hold on, first so, of all. What was the second one? Second one was Nash, Booker, Stoudemire, and then Grant Hill, and then Diaw. That's what the first guy said. Yeah. That's literally his lineup. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Oh. That's why I was just saying, like, that's why I liked it so much. Oh, okay. Because that's what you ended up with? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or else, yeah. So I like that one. What'd you? I feel like you're going to have, like, Walter Davis in yours. Or no. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Because I did too. I had another one too, but you can go in with yours. You think you're so smart. I want to hear your third one. Our third one is Nash, Walter Davis, Grant Hill, Barkley, and Dio. Yeah, that's decent. I don't know. It was difficult. I was hard. Yeah, this is tough. So I, I literally st- like stared at this for like 10 minutes trying to figure out how to make the $15 work for me. So I have Jason Kidd as my starting point guard, $3. I have Walter Davis as my two guard, $3. Grant Hill is my small forward, $1. And then Sean Marion, of course, and Amari Stoudemire. Okay. So Kid Davis, Grant Hill, Marion, Amari. That's my team. That's good. Do you think Walter Davis is undervalued too? Yeah, for like three dollars, so he's the top son you, in, in every category. Yeah. This and season, he's a three three dollars. You talked me into like really loving this guy because he's one of the best to go back and watch. So yeah, he's I, just silky smooth, so man. Great. I don't understand how Thunder Dan was five bucks. I think you should have traded that. Yeah, there's put, a few. It's like put what? Walter Davis because essentially what it is is you have every you have a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center under each of the categories five, four, yeah. three, two, one. And I feel like Thunder Dan should have been a three dollar guy, and Walter Davis should have been a five dollar guy. Yeah. And if that happens, then I'm I'm starting Ricky Rubio because Walter Davis is going to be on my team. He's the best son in Phoenix Suns history until Booker stays another five years and breaks all of his records. But Walter Davis is just unbelievable yeah. to watch. I didn't watch him, but every time I go back and watch old games or highlights, I mean, he's just—he's worth it. He's so good, so, so good. good. So, so which of your lineups are you gonna are you gonna pick? 
I think I'm going to go with my last one with Nash, Davis, Hill, Barkley, and Dio. I don't know, because I always wanted just Nash and Barkley. Yeah, I feel like that'd they're be the best. so fun to watch. Yeah, um, so I would go with that one. Who's your center, Dio? Um, yeah, I think I'd just put Dio there. Just all these are small, small lineups. Oh, yeah. Well, DeAndre Aiden's five bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So. <laughs> all right. Our, uh, our next question um, comes from Jacob Rivas via Facebook. And he brought up a an article that was on Bleacher Report written by Andy Bailey. And it has every team in the NBA. Then he ranks the team's duos. So 1 through 30, the best duos in the league. And the Suns ended up coming in number 13 on this list. And he states in the article that some of the rankings are created uh, subjectively and others are ob- uh, objectively so there's opinions and there's stats, essentially, is how he came up with his grading system for the best duos in the league. And the stats side of it that he utilized was the winning percentage in games in which both of the teammates appeared, the wins over replacement, the real plus-minus wins, the cumulative game score, and the player impact estimate. So again, the Suns come in number 13 with Devin Booker and Ricky Rubio. And he even states in the article, he's like, listen, this is going to be Booker and Aiton eventually. But eight didn't have a lot of games, and Ricky Rubio and Devin Booker are one of the best assisting duos. They're they, badass. Yes, the badass mofo. <laughs> so do you feel that this is correct? Do you feel that they are the 13th best? I think it's a, um, a perfect spot. I would have probably maybe put them 15th or something just because of the winning. Okay. So everyone, every team or all the duos above the Suns, um, they're winning records. They're teams that are going to make the playoffs. Minus one of them. Minus one of them, yeah. which was... Lillard and McCollum. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a little bit calm. I mean, the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. So, anyways, so yeah, I just I thought that this was good. But like he said, I even looked it up before. I looked at this. I'm like, well, that the duo isn't really the duo of the future. It's going to be Aiton and Booker. Yes, yes. But also, our backcourt is just so badass. It just makes you so pumped up mm-hmm. when you see them on this list because it's just like you realize how good they are together and how much Rubio's been a better shooter because of Booker and Booker's been a better playmaker because of Rubio. You get so pumped up, and then you can't watch basketball. But then, um, so I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good positioning. I would have probably put them fifteenth or something on this list if I were to do it. See, I went the other way. I actually would have moved them up probably a couple spots. So you look at the the duos that were ahead of them on the list. Number twelve was Lowry and uh, Siakam, which I agree they're better. Yeah. You have Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell at number eleven, which they're like better ish. I mean, I know that they're a winning team. A playoff team, but that's that's right. You think so? That'd well, no, no. I think I think personally, like, of course, I would choose the Suns player, but it's the winning. Yeah. So that's why. So then you have Chris Paul and Gallinari, and I definitely think that Booker and Rubio are better. Are they're a better duo than those two? I really think so. Now, granted, Chris Paul's had a great year, and this season he, it's a really good season. And Gallinari's nineteen point two points per game. But if I'm supposed to rank duos, and that's the the duo that's coming out of Oklahoma City, like I'll t- I'm taking Booker and, and yeah. Rubio. They're better playmakers. They're better scorers. Yeah, and honestly, um, these duos are kind of strange because it's like when you think of duos, you think of like right now you got LeBron and AD. Yeah, you know, in the, who's and, number two on those? And of course, you had like you know Michael and Pippen stuff like yeah. that. So like, these are kind of strange, kind of like mixings. I yeah, feel like number nine is Tatum and Walker. Number eight is Lillard and McCollum. Number seven is Doncic and Porzingis. Number six is Jokic and Murray. Number five is Leo and Gio. That's uh, 
Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I think is that's too low. I think they're a better duo than number five because at number four they have Jimmy Butler yeah, yeah, and uh, Autobio. I'm like, that's number four. Yeah. So I started researching this writer, and he's from Wyoming. So I'm like, okay, so he's not a Miami guy, but like they're number four. Three is Harden, Westbrook. Two, LeBron, AD. Number one, Giannis and Middleton. I think that's wrong. I think no, LeBron yeah. and AD is number one. Oh hell yeah, Giannis dude. and Middleton might be number three. Middleton's like a number two with. Um, with Antetokounmpo, but he's like a far number two. It's yeah, kinda exactly. Like, I love the Suns, but Portland Trailblazers are like my furthest team that I like. Yeah. Besides the Suns, that's yeah. the way Middleton is. <laughs> that's how far he Even is. Even though from... I love Middleton, I feel I like he's too, underrated. But, but, but Giannis is so good. He's just so. They're just he, picking. They're like, oh, that guy. That guy. Yeah. I would have chose Bloodsoul over him. Just joking. No, yeah, right. So again, I think that number thirteen is a somewhat correct spot. I feel like they could be number twelve or number eleven, maybe on that list. Okay. At right. least we're on the list. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's 30 teams, so yeah, no. we're going to be on the list. All right. Our last question is actually something that I saw uh, from Burns and Gambo. What do you think the Suns need to do in the first round of the 2020 draft? And they gave four options. They gave draft a point guard, draft a power forward, trade the pick, or other. The winner was draft a point guard with 41.1%, then trade the pick with 30.8%, Draft a power forward at 25.7% and other with 2.4%. I'm surprised that draft a point guard was so high. What does that even mean? Draft a point guard? Yeah, why would we do Well, but we talked about this before. Uh-huh. It's like, what would we do with the future of point guard? It'd be like, we'll draft someone and let them learn from Rubio. But I don't want that to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so upsetting to me to draft another point guard. Well, I feel like, like Rubio might not be the long-term solution for the team, but we have like 38 point guards. Why would we go draft another one? Yeah, don't. In my opinion, it's trade the pick. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that we'll have a shot at Obi Toppin because... We started talking about him. Now everyone knows about him. Everybody's talking about him. We should have never said anything. I never should have wrote an article about him because he's he's going number three in a lot of mock drafts now. So if the Suns don't get into the top three, there's no chance we have a shot at Obi Toppin. If we do have a shot at him, you take him. If not, you trade the pick, in my opinion. Yeah. Draft a point guard. 41% of Suns fans think that... Like, what am I missing? So there is one guy, LiAngelo Ball. True. He is. I would Am I, I would getting the first him. name right? It's LiAngelo, right? Yeah. I honestly think he's being overlooked because there's not a whole lot of him, us watching him because he's overseas, but he is going to be really good. I think he's going to be a superstar. But if we had an opportunity to get him, what if the Suns fell to like a top three pick? That would be pretty exciting because we can get LaMelo Ball, dude. I'm not. LaMelo or LiAngelo? LiAngelo. Because Lamelo is the one that's not doing very good. He's gotcha. the one that just joined the. I think it was the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the G League. G League. Yeah. So I always get him confused. Sorry, yeah. I'm. I mean the same person, but yeah. I just throw. <laughs> I throw the wrong name out there. But I really think he's getting overlooked, dude. I think when the draft comes around, and if the Suns have a high pick, if they can't, maybe get. What if they feel like number two or something random it's, like that? It's possible you can maybe get him or top him. I would keep it if that was an option. I mean, if that's what the majority of Suns fans are thinking when they vote on this one then i agree with that if you have a shot at ball yeah you take that because he's a big he's what six foot seven yeah but he plays point he's a really good player really can shoot doesn't play any fucking defense but like can shoot all day uh he's probably the sexiest ball brother he is he's know? like um if you oh my god what is the other ball's name lamello or lonzo no, the lonzo ball yeah it's like he's 10 times what i feel like lonzo is yeah and lonzo even admitted that when he got drafted he's like my brother 
Leangelo is going to be the best ball. Yeah. And even his dad said, which sucks to have a dad say, oh, you're going to be the best son out of all of them. <laughs> but that's what's going to happen. Sorry, other sons. You're not going to be nearly as good as this son right here. But I think that if they have a shot at him, yeah, but I don't think they will. And I honestly think that they yeah, should trade not. that pick. If they yeah. have, if they end up with like a top 10 pick, like number eight, number seven, like trade that trade thing. It. That's an asset, trade it, man. Trade it. trade it with somebody. Maybe for Kelly, with Kelly Oubre. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you can get something out of it, you know, and bring a, a decent name or a good bench player. Yeah. Because I, if you look at the majority of these players that are coming out in this draft, it just feels like it's going to be one of those bunk drafts. Now we don't have March Madness to really even look at some of these guys and really kind of form even better opinions of them. But you look at these these players that are coming out and you ask yourself, okay, what's better, this guy in three years or Jeremy Grant? It's going to be Jeremy Grant or the Jeremy Grant types that, yeah. are, that you could get yeah. in a trade for that pick. So again, that's why I think you got to you got to trade that pick, man. Yeah, you do. You, you got to focus pick. on the now. Unless you can get Leangelo or Lamelo or, or whatever. Whatever. Or you get some balls. So that's it for our Ask Us Anything podcast. Thank you again for all of those who submitted your questions via Twitter or via Facebook or via email, thesunsreport at gmail.com. We appreciate it. You know, I know that it's been, uh, it's been an interesting time frame going through and and sitting at home and doing your part in social distancing. Just, you know, stay positive. That's the one thing I got to throw out there. You know, focus on what you can do every day that's positive, whether it's something for mental well-being or physical well-being. But just do do a couple of those things every day, and we'll get through this together. So that's all I got for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you, everybody, and uh, stay home and love your family. Bye.